everyone, and welcome to the Right Now podcast. We're so excited for today's conversation. I'm sitting with our preteen and student ministry staff, and we're going to talk through some questions today, thinking about what God is doing right now in our lives and around us. And so let our guys intro us for just to intro themselves for a minute, uh, starting with Auburn. Okay, Chase, my name is Auburn Shepherd. I am 22 years old, uh, currently doing a master's program through Liberty and just hanging out, learning from you. All right. Cool. Aaron. All right. Uh, my name is Aaron Johnson. I am 21 years old and um, currently enrolled at Wallace Community College and uh, looking to go to school and trying to decide between uh, Baptist College of Florida or Liberty um, right now. So that's kind of where I'm at. Andrew West. Hey guys, Andrew West here, 23 years old. Uh, I get to work here with Chase. I'm the student pastor associate, and I am married to my best friend, Lauren West, um, and just honored to be able to serve the Lord here at Richcrest. EG. Hey, I'm Emily Grace uh, Brunson, and I am I didn't know if you had like, if you had two last names or what that was. So Emily Grace Brunson, all right. Emily Grace, first name. All right. It's E.G. Emily Grace Brunson. I am 19 years old and I am currently enrolled at Wallace Community College and I plan to transfer to Auburn next fall and pursue a major in public relations and communications. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So love this team. So thankful for what God's doing in our preteen student ministry. And these guys do a great job. So just for a second, guys, what I love about this podcast and the opportunity we have is to to really talk to this generation that we serve on a weekly basis as we serve them in our church and really see what's going on in their lives and help their life and their uh, story be an encouragement to others. And so when we think about that just for a minute, share really quickly, really briefly uh, of the impact God used the student ministry here at Ridgecrest to influence your life. Because what I love about this table right now is each of us sitting at this table we're in the student ministry at some point, and now we're in a staff role serving the student ministry. And so Auburn, start us for a second, share just quick thoughts on that. Yeah, I'd say uh, the main thing that I took away is uh, the leadership. So from past youth pastors, um, Sunday school leaders, just those impacts they have on your life, and then the people you you encounter in the youth group that you're friends with still to this day. That's cool. Yeah, I think my favorite part about being a part of back then it was called the 516 and now it's Ridgecrest students. But just how well like the youth pastors before um, just prepared us for what was to come for life outside of um, high school and outside of the church. Because once you get to college, it's, you know, it's a lot different world. And and because of my time in in student ministry, I felt like I was well prepared for for the challenges that faced it. Yeah, that's cool, man. For me, it was definitely all the opportunities to invest in the kingdom. Um, to love the word of God um, and to seek him and to have opportunity to uh, lead people in worship through music by playing drums. Um, And then also as a kid who hated reading to find people who were passionate about the word of God and kind of learn from them helped a lot. That's good. Well, being the youngest of three siblings, um, we were always involved in student ministry. And so I always had my older siblings friends over and we'd have youth pastors over and so I always felt like I was a part of it even when I wasn't physically in the student ministry or old enough to be a part of it yet Um, and so I always looked up to those 
older students and I always knew that I loved how much they invested into mm -hmm. me. And so now being the older student, um, I love getting to invest in the younger students and getting to hear their hearts and we get to have lots of good conversations about what the Lord is teaching us yeah. through student ministry. That's so cool. I think one of the things that always stands out to me back in my time when I was in student ministry with 5CC Nation mm -hmm. um, was that uh, our, our student pastors at the time really tried to build this community mm -hmm. and really understanding the the need for each other and not being just a youth group, but being a student ministry mm -hmm. where we love one another mm -hmm. and we're a place that will is open to anyone. And so uh, to me, I remember that so much. And now to come back and to be able to say, man, let's, let's, let's strive for that. Let's be the church. Let's not just be a group that shows up and plays ping pong, but we have a lot of fun doing that. But <laughs> let's be a group that really loves and encourages uh, one another. And so, uh, again, thankful for you guys and this team. And, and, and so now on this podcast, what we want to shift and focus in on are some questions that are centered in this phrase right now. The Bible tells us to be wise about our days and live, I believe, in the moment, uh, but for eternal perspective and for eternal uh, beneficial uh, ben things to be benefited in the, the eternity. And so when we think about that, uh, first kind of question is a little silly one, just kind of goofy question to begin with. But really quickly, who, if you could spend time with somebody right now, who would it be? Really quickly, who would it be? Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> All right. Aaron? Uh, I'd have to say my man Walt Disney. Walt oh, Disney. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. I might have to steal that. Walt and Roy Disney. Because the those brothers, man, they, they were a team who did amazing things. That'd be really cool. Well, I can't think of a celebrity, so I'm going to be cliche and be cringy and say my big sister. Oh. I'd love to have lunch with her. <laughs> the love to Lars and Abby Brunson there. So um, I love that. All right. So for me, um, big sports uh, person. So love to maybe spend some time. I know this is bad as Alabama fan, but I mean, people might not like this, but I'd like to spend a day with Nick Saban and just watch his uh, – his daily routine and his schedule and uh, everything uh, just about the way he walks and leadership and stuff like that. So, all right. So serious questions now for us around the table. First one is this. What is God vitally important for us to be thinking about this? What is God teaching you right now? Oliver, start us off. Um, so for me, I would say um, right now I'm learning a lot about, you know, doing things in the moment, doing things that maybe I think are playing right dumb sometimes or not worth it um, and just realizing that later on it's going to benefit me and that everything's going to work out so that's that's the main thing I'm, I'm learning right now so are you do things that are dumb sometimes yeah <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> all right let's throw throw off the the direction here Andrew going to you now yeah um, recently God's been teaching me to be appreciative of everything that's cool so a spirit of appreciation and letting that then equip me and overflow in, in encouragement to others. Um, but even on like my own like self-talk and what I think about myself and who I say I am, but um, really giving that over and, and trusting God and then being appreciative of my relationship with him and then all the things he allows me to do for his glory. That's really cool. cool. That's cool. Aaron, back to you. Uh, uh, I'd have to say probably just the importance of being still. Um, what I mean by that is this. I've uh, recently read a book by Henry Blackby called Experiencing God. And there was a part in that book where he talked about, he said, we get so focused on 
what we can do and we start praying, Lord, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? That all of a sudden we've lost sight of what's really important and that's growing intentionally and deeper in our relationship with God. And so that comes from being still and sitting in his word. Yeah. Um, and kind of my thought process behind that is that our love of Christ is why we do what we do. Um, John 14, 5, uh, 15, you know, if you love me, then you obey what I command. Yeah. That love of Christ, it comes first, but it's also the driving force behind what we do and why we do it. And so um, I think, you know, I've heard you say before in leader meetings that it's easy to get caught up in the busyness for God that we lose our desperation for him. Yeah. And so I think it's important, you know, just right now, what the Lord's been teaching me recently is just the importance of being still and focusing on that relationship with him. That's good. It's good. We might just need to let you finish the podcast good. and just preach that. <laughs> Let's go. EG? Uh, I definitely think he's teaching me a whole lot right now. Um, and one of the main things that he's been teaching me is just to be patient. And I can quickly become very impatient because I like to get things done as quickly as possible um, just to knock it all out. And he has been teaching me to definitely be patient with um picking choosing the right roommate um with choosing the right college with choosing the right major what all of these things that are playing a part into my future he's teaching me that when i think that i found the perfect person he's saying this is your plan this is not my plan this is who i want you to room with this is what I want you to do with your future this is the path that I want to take you down and so he's definitely been teaching me to take a step back and trust in him and be patient that he knows what he's doing that's good that's good you know for me uh you guys all know this but I really like a plan and (laughs) I like like for my plan to to go the way that in my mind I thought it should go or needs to go or how we even discuss for it to go um, but I've been reading and studying through First Samuel with a group of guys, and um, in that time frame and those stories, you just see God at work in all the details and how things didn't always play out the way maybe David wanted them to play out, or you thought they might have should have played out, or Jonathan and Saul, or whatever the situation may be. And it, it just shows one of the things God just reiterates to me, even in my my craziness of just. Uh, schedule and my day-to-day life is God's sovereignty over every little detail, you know, and not just getting bent out of shape when a kid like throws up and it just throws your whole day off. I know that's, like, <laughs> that's a, lot of, a lot of information there, but like my day gets thrown off with little bitty things or like a text message or a phone call or whatever it goes on that it just throws my whole day off. And I think, man, I was supposed to do this now and this now, and it's supposed to work out like this. Mm-hmm. God's still in the midst of all that, and he knows um, those details. And so it's uh, just been a great thing that God's been teaching me right now as I've studied that those those uh, chapters in First uh, Samuel. And so, so, guys, as we think of God teaching us, I think what's important is we take the word of God and we don't just hear it, but we be obedient to it. Right. And we, we seek to be used by him. And so the second kind of question that we really want to think about is this thought of God using us right where we are right now. And so speak, let's, let's speak for a second for all of us about how can God use not only you right now, but also those that are listening, whether they're, they're teenagers or, you know, they're a little bit older, like us around the table, how can God in the midst of what we're doing be, how can he use us uh, right now where we are? Yeah, so I'll start us off. Uh, I feel like God can use our generation um, almost in a sense greater than other generations. 
Um, most of our generation has grown up with technology, something that is readily available. I mean, you can shoot a text to anybody. You can FaceTime somebody. You can get a message to anybody within a matter of seconds. And for us, we should be able to use that in the right in the, in the right ways, right? <laughs> in the right ways um, to help reach others um, in the way that God wants us to. So I would say technology based is huge. Um, and just knowing that like others aren't going to agree with you, but that doesn't mean you should change your approach. That's cool. That's cool. Aaron, what's your thoughts? I think uh, you, th- you got to think about the different like stages that, that these students have. Um, some play sports, some are in like choir and stuff. And I think, you know, I went to Providence and we had a couple of older guys. I didn't play sports all through high school. I wasn't good enough to make varsity. But when I was on the teams, um, when I was on the teams, the older guys, uh, I got to be honest about my sports anyways, the, the older guys on the teams, they always took chances to invest in the younger guys on the team and lead. Uh, we had a couple of devotion groups um, on a couple of teams that I was on. So I would say that's one great way of being intentional where you're at. That's um, good. So, that's Yeah. Really to play off that, like, be intentional about realizing there's other people in the world than just you, mm-hmm. right? The, the world is a big place, Auburn, you said that like, technology allows us to be connected with people. And so we can see that, oh, there's a lot more going on than just what's in my world. Mm-hmm. And so for people to to open, open their eyes and see a need, but then also have the spirit and willingness to meet that need, I think, like, every single school and every every workplace needs more people that intentional. Yeah, that's good. Um, I can honestly say I agree with Auburn and just we have a whole lot of ability. We have the ability to, like you said, reach anybody in a matter of seconds. And so just having that ability, it's easy to just kind of make it all about yourself. And so, really stepping back and reaching out to others and kind of hearing their heart and um, just using those. Using those opportunities as you hear their heart. Glorify the kingdom and not bring yourself the glory, but bring God the glory. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. I think one of the things as you talk about that, and Auburn and everything like what I love about like even my generation and under with with you guys and even our students in the world today is the creativity like I mean these kids and and, and like even I mean like and you guys like we're it's just crazy like the creativity that the brain like processes in the world today and I don't know if that's now because of technology and because of this the was you said Walt Disney you know like the 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 things that that thing uh, science and um, animation and things like that have done for us now, but mm-hmm. just like people are so creative. Mm-hmm. And right. what I love is the understanding we serve, we, we live in a flashy world and I, I know we're supposed to, I'm not telling us to be like the world, but I mean, there's things in the church and the way we present things and the way we talk about mm-hmm. things that we can, we can do it in a way that is, is lines up with maybe even the flashiness and it's not about the flashiness, but the, right. the truth of the gospel, the story mm-hmm. of the cross is, is powerful and it's, it's the life and, and, and the way we share that story in a creative, different, new way right. um, might impact. I talked to a kid this week, guys, such a cool story that um, he came in here and he accepted Jesus in the office this week. 
Um, but the reason why his, his mind even started thinking about this was because he watched some Christian TikTok uh, videos. Like he's mm-hmm. like, I was watching these videos and they were talking about Jesus and who he was and him coming. And I didn't know him. I realized that. And like, so it, like we have this whole negative thought towards TikTok in some ways or even yeah. social media. Yeah. But God used that. Mm-hmm. And God used the creativity of people using their platform for his glory to to, to, and God used that to open the eyes of this 11 year old mm-hmm. fifth grade boy um, that came in and, and he accepted Jesus going to be baptized. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a really neat, wow. neat story to think about reaching our generation. So we, again, guys, so important. We never know uh, God's at work in the details. God's yeah. using every little thing around us and your life counts. Your life matters. Ephesians five, uh, be wise about uh, what we're doing. Let's wrap things up pretty quickly. I know we got a lot we could talk about in this, but what's a major current event or great interest to you right now that's happening in our world, Auburn? Uh, so for me, I'm a little different. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now, but um, I've been reading a book um, and I want to say it's called Live on Mission. Um, and it's really basically talks about how here in America, we wouldn't think so, but the American church is basically like, in a sense, dying off. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a rapid rate, actually, if you look at the numbers in the book. So that's kind of one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is like, how am I impacting others to make them want to come to church mm-hmm. or, you know, bringing them here and keeping them here in wow, a sense, yeah. rather than just like beating it over their head and then letting them walk right back out. Yeah. So I think that that's big to me now. Golly, I think if, if, if we can be careful about anything it's continuing to, to understand the magnitude of the church mm-hmm. and helping each other understand what that is and, and the importance of that, you know, not neglecting as the word says meeting together so that we can spur one another on uh, to godliness yeah. and good works. So that's huge. Aaron, current event. Uh, I just kind of want to piggyback off of, off of Auburn's real quick is the, cause I, I love what he said about not just getting them here, but getting them to want to stay here. Um, I haven't been reading that book, but I've been listening to a podcast by Robbie Gallaty called replicate. And it's all about discipleship. And, um, and he talks about, he said, we get them to that. We said, we get them to that moment of conversion, but he said, we, we got to focus on the what now. And so I'm very kind of interested in trying to engage in that what now part of, of discipleship and keeping them, in the church, not just bringing them here. Let's talk about that just for a quick minute. What are you guys, what was it that kept you in the church? Does that question make sense? Mm-hmm. What do y'all think? Um, so I would say definitely to start off like my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always came to church. It wasn't like a, my mom, I used to always say, hey, can we sleep in this Sunday? And <laughs> she'd say, no, she'd Auburn, like, you don't have to go look to at church. Me you funny. to go to church. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Typical Southern mom, you don't have to go, you get to go. So that always <laughs> stuck with me. And then, you know, as I grew up, I would see different friends not come. And I could see how that was like impacting their lives. And then when I went off to school, um, my roommate actually helped me a lot because he's a, he was a Christian, good Christian guy. Um, basically, those talks to, to make you think like, you know, things could be a lot worse if I didn't do this or if I did things this way. So that would be my, my main thing, just the difference you can see in people That's cool. and how it affects them. What do you think, Andrew? Let's, let's jump to you for a second and just time's sake. Yeah. yeah. Thoughts on what kept you. For me, it was definitely fall in love with the Word of God when yeah. I was 13. That's cool. When in the midst of like the scariest moment of my life of doubting my salvation and wondering if if Jesus was real to me, you know, and if I'd really given my life to him. 
Um, I started reading the word of God because my parents encouraged me. They're like, hey, you should read it, you know, read it for yourself. And they were saying that to a kid where I, I didn't even want to bring my Bible to Sunday school because I didn't want to have to read in front of people. Hmm. Like I was I was that scared of it and, and just never wanted to do it. And so uh, finally got enough courage to pick up the Bible for myself and started reading in Romans 10, 9 and 10. And where it says, you know, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. That's good. And the spirit spoke to me in that moment and said, you have done that. And you want to continue to give your life to Christ. You want to live for him. And so um, from that moment, just having that real experience with God through his word, um, helped me fall in love with God more through the word um, in the Bible. Right. And also other people. And that kind of just shot me into a journey of wanting to equip other people That's cool. to know God. You know, there's a recent uh, research by Lifeway that says the the number one thing that keeps uh, a teenager faithful as they graduate high school going into college is their personal mm. intake and personal um, focus on the Word of God. Yeah. Um, that right. was the, the number one thing when people said, what was it that kept you faithful was, was that. And um, yep. I think that comes as you think of your parents and, mm-hmm. and relationships. And so... Just a great thought, Aaron, on, on just yeah. uh, just as you and Auburn both have talked about that as far as connecting uh, to the church. So, Andrew, let's, let's kind of go jump to you now. What's a major current event of great interest? Yeah, yeah something that I've been studying recently is uh, the idea of minimalism. All right. Or another way to put it would be intentionalism. So being intentional with every single thing I have in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as believers, we should be the most intentional people, right? Because we're living for a purpose. We're living for eternity. That's good. And so uh, part of that is, yes, getting rid of some stuff right out of our house and that kind of thing to, to open more space, have more brain space. Um, but also just even in life, being intentional. Okay, what do I read? What, what do I watch? Um, how do I spend my time? Stuff like that. Can you share with us what the craziest thing that you got rid of? You're like, why did I even have that? Ooh, man, I had some old RA, Royal Ambassador, um, like badges (laughs) (laughs) and uh, old Taekwondo belts. Like, why do I still have those? No upward stores? Everybody's uh, they were probably in that same box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kept mine. Those were my glory days. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, EG, wrap us up. What's a major current event of great interest to you right now? Um, I definitely think that self-confidence is something, especially with girls, we always struggle. I mean, even with guys too. I mean, yeah. more so with girls, the self-image um, is just, it's, always in the back of your mind that thought of how I look and how other people see me, what I say, what they'll, what the Mm. response will be. Um, and so I have been studying, um, a book and the author is slipping my mind, but she talks about, um, we ask a whole lot of, am I questions and we, always ask ourselves, um, especially me being a girl, I always ask, am I pretty enough? Am Mm. I too tall? Am I not strong enough? Do I, how do I look to other people? And instead of asking, she goes into that book and she says, instead of asking, am I, we need to turn to the I am because Mm. he turns all of those um, am I's into you are beautiful. You Mm. are made in my creation and in my image and um i have formed you and i have put these people into your life and you need to i'm not 
trying to, um, those thought, those bad thoughts, they're from the devil because we were made in God's image. So any, at any point when we start downing ourselves and our self image, we are downing in, in a way we're downing like the Lord and yeah. how, because he made us in his image. So we're downing him and yeah. mm-hmm. his image. And so I think that's just definitely a, um, current event that it's just, it's ongoing and it will yeah, always be ongoing sure. because the world puts this image of who we're supposed to be as women and girls, um, and who we're supposed to look like and who we're supposed to model ourselves after and who we're really supposed to model ourselves after is the Lord and him yeah. alone. Yeah. I love, love Ephesians 2, 10, where God's workmanship, God's masterpiece mm-hmm. created mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus through good works that he prepared in advance for us to do. And so. Um, you know, these current events are important because it is the right now world we're living in mm-hmm. and uh, use our glory, our, our life for his glory in all of this. we got to wade through this stuff and process through it. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, guys, this has been fun. Uh, <laughs> this has been really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, thankful for uh, this team and really excited about this podcast in the days ahead. We're going to interview and talk to uh, different students and different other leaders and situations to really process through these right now questions. And uh uh, as far as those that are out there listening and specifically our students and preteens and families, man, our heart as a staff is that we love each of you and uh, we're thankful to God for the opportunity to serve you and uh, want to walk in the discipleship journey with you and your family and uh, just uh, know that at any point in time, uh, a text message, a phone call, a pull us aside to help you in your right now situation, we'd love to to do that for you. So again, thanks guys for the conversation today. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Look forward to the days ahead.